GameZillaMedia.com It's time for the last action podcast. Widespread investigation of reports from funeral homes, morgues, and hospitals has concluded that the unburied dead are coming back to life and seeking human victims. Listen to them, children of the night. What music they make. Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode of the Nightmare on Last Action Podcast. It's I, the Sphinx, and joining me as always, we've got the Deadite Knight, the Butter Boy. What's going on, man? Yeah, I'm, I'm here, and I have returned from traveling the globe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've returned just to watch terrible movies with you. It's been uh, why did I why did I come back from my world adventures? Well, I'm just happy that you came back to Europe and you didn't turn into a werewolf or anything like that. So I well, mean, you weren't in London, but you were nearby. So well, it's not a full moon. You don't know what I've been mm, doing. That's fair enough. It's fair enough. Maybe maybe you wore one and then came back out of it, and maybe you're gonna murder me later. I don't know. Well, there's a reason I uh, invited you over for the next moment. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. Uh, so we are going to do something special tonight. We're doing a double special, special quote-unquote. Maybe it's because we don't have enough to say about it, but we're going to do a double feature for today's episode. So um, because uh, Deadite was gone on vacation for a little bit, we weren't able to quite get together uh, as long as we wanted to, as often as we wanted to. So we said, look, let's let's do a B-movie on our own, and then we can talk about it. And then we decided that we were going to do, we were going to watch the Blair Witch Project together, which we actually just finished doing. So it's two B-movies. We watched two <laughs> B-movies. We didn't really think <laughs> this through. Yeah, so uh, the B-movie that we selected that we watched on our own was, well, Deadite picked it. It was Lamageddon. Yes, Lamageddon, <laughs> yeah. Which, do you remember what year Lamageddon came out? I thought it was like 2015. It wasn't a long time ago, but it also <laughs> wasn't like real recent. Yeah, so just one of those Amazon Prime B-movies that you can just search and look up and... All I needed to see was the cover, and I was like, yep, this looks like it'll be perfect. I watched the trailer, and, well, spoiler alert, all the good stuff in the movie was in the trailer, but uh, I watched it, and I was like, yep, this uh, this is exactly what I want to watch. So, what do you think? Should we should we talk Lamageddon first, or do you think we should talk Blair Witch Project first? I let's let's start with the with the marquee film. Let's start <laughs> Blair Witch. Oh, okay. And let's build to the the B movie, uh, you know, the B side of this episode, go. if you would, okay. and enjoy Lamageddon. Fair enough. So, the Blair Witch Project came out uh, nineteen ninety nine. And uh, we we picked the movie because, well, this is another one of those movies that actually neither of us have seen it, yep. but well aware of the lore of yeah. this movie, right? So, you know, I, I vividly remember, like, how big of a deal this movie was. I remember the commercials. I remember people freaking out about it. You know, it was being hailed as one of the scariest movies ever. There was a lot of talk about this film. And, you know, again, like the whole point of why we even started doing these horror movie podcasts was I was never really into horror movies. So now that I'm a couple years into them, I was like, well, you know, this seems like this should be a 
a movie to visit since it was so popular you know when we were in probably middle school i was yeah. i was in middle school in 99 so yeah it would have been right around that time so what's kind of your background on it because i know that you've actually seen one of the sequels so yeah so i went and saw the the sequel that came out and i think it was 2016 mm-hmm. and you know having not seen blair witch prior but Full disclosure, all my friends that had seen it were kind of like, yeah, you don't necessarily need to see it. <laughs> yeah. uh, and so I went and saw the new one and honestly really had a great time in the movie theater with the new one. Uh, it was a, a very tense, very thrilling, and honestly terrifying experience seeing that movie in theater. And, and with, the, with, the more, with the more recent Blair Witch movie, um, a lot of that was sound design uh, was really well done to create tension, uh, and it, it was a pretty frightening movie. So there was a certain aspect where I knew that this movie would not achieve that level of horror. One, watching at home on on your own personal TV is not the same as seeing a movie in the theater. But two, I mean, budget wise, and I understood what we were dealing with uh, with mm-hmm. an indie movie from 1999. Yeah, but I'll say like. You know, we had the lights off and, you know, TV was right in front of us and it was loud. Like, we we created as much of a movie theater environment as we could. But, yeah, based on how you had described the sequel to me, I was hoping we were going to get something like that from this movie. And I'll I'll put the cards out. That's not at all what I got from this movie. Um, I did not find this to be an enjoyable watch at all. (laughs) <laughs> well, it's um so maybe the style of the movie which we'll talk about maybe, yeah. you know, just isn't my thing, but I don't know. I ugh. Well, when when you watch movies or you're engaging in cinema, mm-hmm. there was nothing prior to this movie that worked on this format. It, this was a brand new format. So, it doesn't it doesn't do in pretty much any way what any other f- you know, film that you would see does. I I don't even know if if the movie breaks down into acts all that well. Uh, you know, it it no. it really is supposed to look like a compilation, a rough cut of home movies or a documentary, and it does a good job feeling like that. But you don't necessarily have a reference point because even more modern movies that are derivative of that still, I think, follow closer to Hollywood rules. Uh, than you get in this one, so it's it's not really a very palatable film to watch. I I don't ever intend on watching it again, just because it 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 isn't necessarily an enjoyable cinematic experience. Yeah, I think that's a good call. Like it was, like I I appreciate what it was trying to do. I just it it's not me. Like it's not something that I particularly enjoy. Like I gave the movie a chance. Like you know. From from the get go, you know, it's it's pretty much just being filmed with, you know, a 1990s video camera, and you know they tried to create from beginning to end that kind of feeling of yeah, like a home movie is what you're essentially watching here. There there's really nothing else going on about it, and so obviously it had to. It had to try and be creative in how to create fear and suspense. And I just, I, I didn't feel it personally. Like it just, I don't know. It maybe, again, again, maybe like 
at the time that it came out or seeing it in the movie theater, you might have gotten a little bit more from it, from that type of experience. But it just seemed annoying to me from this experience. So... Yeah, I mean, it's raw. It's it's yeah. real raw, and it, intentionally so. And again, just to lay this down, for some reason, if you're listening to this episode and you know next to nothing about the Blair Witch, uh, the premise of the movie is you are being shown what is allegedly mm-hmm. footage that was found in the woods and edited together based on a documentary crew going out to shoot a documentary about the legend of the Blair Witch in, in rural Maine or, Ma- yeah, I think they were Maryland. Maryland, yeah. Uh, so they're out in the woods just wandering around. And allegedly what you're being shown is the raw footage from this documentary. And the the wild thing about this film is at the time, people thought this movie was real. Mm-hmm. They, you know, not, not like not like this was a <laughs> they, they thought the footage that they were actually seeing was a real documentary. And the the people that made this movie went to great lengths to in again 1999 relatively early internet create websites and news articles uh about the story so when you would search about these places and this thing you would get some stuff on the internet and it was just it was a little bit easier to be tricked on well it i guess you had to go to less great lengths but in some ways greater (laughs) lengths to trick people you're always gonna be able to trick people on the internet but uh they actually did it it was an early case of that and to the point where um sympathy cards for the actors, like the families of the actors were actually sent sympathy cards by their friends thinking that like their children actually died shooting this movie because they used their real names. Mm-hmm. Uh, so again, to, so many people were were very convinced that this was real and this was the origin of the found footage film. Uh, obviously, a ton of movies have followed this formula. There's, there's a Romero movie. Diary of the Dead that followed this formula. Oh, okay. You know, Cloverfield, the first Cloverfield movie mm-hmm. was a Hollywood attempt to uh, cash in. Uh, in my opinion, uh, Wreck was a Mexican movie. They they did a, I think Quarantine might have been the name of the American version. Okay. Um, about like an outbreak in a, a zombie outbreak in a building. So there was a lot of movies that tried to follow this formula. In my opinion, the best uh, of them was probably the first Paranormal Activity. Have you ever seen Paranormal Activity? No, I have not. I saw it three times the week it came out. Oh, wow. I really liked it. Uh, it also may have led to me having sleep problems. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> but the, the Paranormal Activity, again, it's a much more palatable experience because it's shot with home security cameras than okay. handheld cam- uh, camera footage uh, for the most part. So that might be one that, that you would enjoy. So... Uh, the, the the best thing I about this movie is that it did spawn an entire genre of film, but it's also very polarizing. A lot of people are like, I hate found footage movies. I don't know. I, I think they're kind of cool. I like the gritty aspect of it, and it all started here with the Blair Witch. Yeah, I like I I think I already said it, like I respect what it was trying yeah. to do, and I respect the the legacy of the movie. It's just the movie itself doesn't do a lot for me. Yeah. Um, and we'll get into that a little bit more in a little bit, but I wanted to share, so just looking here, apparently the movie was originally, these numbers are insane. Yeah. So the movie was originally shot for about forty to $50,000. After post-production, it ended up being about half a million dollars. Any guesses how much this movie made in the box office? 103 this movie made two hundred and forty-eight million dollars. 
That is insane. For a $500,000 movie to be made, it yeah. made $250 million. The paranormal activity numbers are extremely similar. Are they? Yeah. That's just insane to me. And I guess they only had about 20 hours of footage shot, and they turned it into 82 minutes or whatever. Yeah. So not a whole lot of filming itself was, was going on here. And so. not to diverge into, you know, like we think about like who could be convinced this movie was real. Mm. Again, it's a different movie, Paranormal Activity, but I started a new job the the weekend that movie came out. Mm-hmm. And I, the girl who was training me, she kept apologizing and getting confused. Uh, and I was like, oh, it's okay. She's like, yeah, I haven't slept in three days. I was like, why haven't you slept in three days? She's like, oh, I saw Paranormal Activity. I'm like, oh, yeah, it was pretty good. She's like, good, what are you talking about? <laughs> she, I had to talk her down. She thought it was real. Oh, she boy. thought that, like, legit, I'm talking to another human being that went yeah. to a movie theater and thought a, a movie was real. So, like, again, I can believe that this happened to the Blair Witch Project in the 90s because I had to talk her down. I had to, like, go yeah. to the computer and Google and show her that it was a fictional film. <laughs> so I believe that, of course, there were people in 1999 that were convinced that this movie was real. Yeah, which I... I will say that the movie does a good job in creating that believability, I guess. Like, there isn't, like, if I knew nothing about this film and, and watched it as treating it like a home video, like, there's nothing that tells me that it, it couldn't have possibly been real, you yeah. know? So, I, on that side of it, it, it does it. But since I know it's a movie, <laughs> yeah. like, that's where I just have some struggles. So, first off, like, one thing that actually really bothered me about the movie is the actor's in the movie yeah like the three main ones like they irritated the fuck out of me throughout this film like they're obviously not real actors you know like they're they're you know they're amateur actors if if any experience at all and it 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 shows through but it's just it's irritating (laughs) i don't know like like they're they're screaming and yelling and and just repetition of things being said like they yell fucking josh's name like 800 times like i don't think the fucker's alive anymore or anywhere like move on with it right and then you've got the iconic scene you know with the girl like showing her face near the end there and just kind of freaking out like that's fine like you know she did okay with that but i just couldn't stand the acting in this movie it drove me nuts it um they just kept saying like turn the camera off turn the camera off turn the camera it's like well if you turn the camera off there's no fucking movie so do, yeah. you, do you really need to keep saying turn the camera off? <laughs> so is it the acting that bothered you or the writing? Well, because to me, the acting came across extremely believable. Like there weren't moments where I felt like, yes, of course, when they're screaming people's names over and over again, yes, no. it feels written, but their interactions. I mean, I've watched a lot of B movies with like garbage acting. Oh, you mean like what we're about to talk about a little bit? I've done garbage acting myself. (laughs) And honestly, like I'm watching the movie and I was impressed the whole time that like it didn't, the the acting didn't cause it to break away from feeling like found footage. Okay. In my opinion, like yes, the dialogue wasn't great and it was repetitive and there could have been more creativity and how the story could be told through them coming up with other things to say other than yelling at each other. Mm-hmm. But the I, I I bought into it. There was a believability in the actual performance to me. And I'm not normally someone who gets hung up on people's performances as, as actors, especially when we're talking about horror movies, because yeah. usually the bar set pretty low. And if the bar set pretty low, 
I thought they did more than an adequate job for telling their story. Yeah, I think it's yeah. I'll backtrack. I guess I the the way the three main characters interacted with each other, I thought was fine. I it, it's more the writing and, yeah. and what they were told to do and say. And, and I guess how it ended up being played out, I guess, was more annoying to me than anything else. Um, you know, the the way that the film is edited, the fact that you it, it's so hard to see what's going on. You know, the point of it, I'm assuming, is to try to create that suspense. Like you're you're kind of put through the lens of these people and what they're seeing. But for if anything, it, it seemed kind of disorienting to me, mm-hmm. and it wasn't something I particularly enjoyed because it felt like it was way too much of it. Like I feel like more than half of this movie, you're you're going off of the sounds of the movie rather than visually what you can actually see, and it sounds like movies afterwards have maybe done a better job at trying to portray like what's happening or what they're trying to get at here. But I just feel like it wasn't something I was liking a whole lot as we were watching the film. Yeah. If you, if you don't like uh shaky footage of leaves on the ground, this probably isn't the movie for you. But if you're like, you know what? I love shaky footage of leaves on the ground. Then this is a home run. Yeah. Why don't you own this on 4k? Uh, <laughs> if they had a 4k run of it, demand it, yes. call the studio and demand it. Be uh, worth every penny. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on that. You know, from from a presentation standpoint, and there there were shots where it's like forty five seconds of just black graininess, and like yeah, just black. And and I had I also had the thought of like think about watching this on a VHS tape on like a thirteen inch TV (laughs) twenty years ago. You're like in your bedroom, you got this from a blockbuster or whatever. (laughs) It would be impossible to see anything. Like we're watching on a sixty five inch four K TV. And he still can't see what's going on. So. And then, and then they'd have these scenes that would, you know, transition from color to black and white. Mm-hmm. And at first, I thought like that was maybe because the documentary they wanted to have like in a more black and white. Mm-hmm. But that wasn't. They would just randomly show certain scenes in black and white, or it looked like maybe the camera was going up to the sun, and maybe that's what caused like a real issue with the brightness of the screen and i don't know if that was a way to be artistic or what they were going for but so it, it so, was weird to, yeah. to keep going bouncing back and forth from that too it seemed so the, my understanding of what was going on is the black and white footage was the 16 millimeter film and All right, the so color the two different cameras the color was like camcorder okay so they had the 16 millimeter camera out there for actually shooting the documentary mm-hmm. and they were using the camcorder footage to just document everything else okay so i i that that was the impression i got from what they were trying to do with that um fair enough okay so there there was intentionality behind it was it necessary i think to add to the believability of yes we rented a camera and we took it out in the woods of course you want to have some of that film footage in the in the movie yeah and i guess i i don't have a ton more to say about the film i feel like it was a pretty slow burn as well Mm. and and you kind of predicted it because i I think maybe you said it about the sequel that there's about 70 minutes of setup with about 10 minutes of what's going to actually kind of transpire what will actually be the scariness of it and i feel like it's 
it's the Blair Witch Project. Like, there's not a whole lot of plot to this at all. So I just, to me, it seemed like there was missed opportunity. Like, you could have made things a little bit more suspenseful, a little bit more scary, like maybe 30 minutes into the movie to provide something. Instead, it was like, at one point, like, they heard noises. And that was it. Then it became the next day. And then the day after that, it was, oh, there was rocks. And then there was the next day. And that was like 20, 25 minutes worth of movie that that was happening. Like it wasn't, you didn't see like the the stick figures things until probably the last 20 minutes. And then, yeah, it's not until like the last 10 or even five minutes that you even see the house and you have the, the final climatic scene going on there. So like I I was giving it a shot. Like I'm okay with, you know, movies that, that deliver a payoff at the very end, as long as it keeps you enticed. But I, within like 20, 30 minutes, I'm like, nothing's going on in this film. And I, I was not having that. I wasn't too thrilled. It's tough when it's an 80 minute movie and you could easily have shaved 15. Yeah. Uh, because, yeah. because I'm with, it, it is a slow burn. And again, with these, with found footage movies that it, it Sort of thing is pretty common. Again, paranormal activity is very similar. The pacing's better, mm-hmm. but it is like night one, next to nothing happens. Night two, slightly more happens, and it slowly builds. And yeah. it's again, it's the formula that was laid out in this movie. Um, but all the action really happens at night, and you can't see the action. Like it, it's yeah. all suspense built through sound. Um, you know, and it's just every night as they get more and more lost in the woods. Uh, you know, you, you, a few things, they'll stumble upon a few things during the day. And something that I loved in the sequel that they get at a little bit in this movie, so the groundwork was kind of laid, um, is the, their disorient, their, them becoming disoriented in the woods clearly isn't just them being lost. There's a paranormal aspect. There's a point where, the, okay, they've decided, like, things are getting weird in the woods at night. We're hearing things. Uh, you know, we, we're having things happen. You know, again, we, we leave our, our, our tent at night and someone stacked up rocks outside our tent. Like, that's weird. I'd be freaked out, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, they decide they need to leave. They walk allegedly south for an entire day and then end up right back where they started the day at. They, like, they don't lean into enough that that's some sort of, there's something paranormal that had happened there with that. Opposed to they just got lost. And I know they're trying to... I agree. To... Like, I, yeah. I, if anything, I was like, they're just fucking stupid. Like, yeah. the way I'm thinking about it is, you have this river, just fucking follow the river. Yeah. And that will get you to some sort of human being. Like, the fact that they were out there for six straight days, like, you're gonna... Like, they even talked about it in the movie, like, this is America. Like, you're gonna fucking find someone or find something. So you're right. Like if they tried to kind of sell a little bit more that there was some sort of paranormal activity going on and that maybe they were just looping around because something freaky was going on. Like I, I wish that there would have been a little bit more like direct to tell us that something like that was happening rather than me being like, these three people are fucking morons. Yeah. And they're like, why did the dude throw the map? Like, that didn't even make any sense. And then, like, why why did he, like, lie about it earlier? And was like, and they got all pissed at her. Like, I also was like, that doesn't really make a lot of sense to me either. So, Unless so what, he was, like, under some sort of spirit or something. Yes. So that that's the way I perceive that's what that. You thought it. And now, again, I will say part of me is perceiving it that way from having a little bit of knowledge of the way the other movie okay. played out. That was my assumption is that they they were not just being driven mad by the situation, 
but some of their decisions and the way they interacted was from a madness that was coming about from some sort of extra force from the Blair Witch or something. But and again, though, like I wish the madness of being trapped in the woods and going in the same direction and doing stupid shit would have been done better. Yeah. I just feel like it wasn't done particularly well. Yeah. So. Yeah, they just I just feel like to achieve if if their goal was to like we want to make this movie that tricks people into thinking it's real, there's such a thin line you have to toe mm-hmm. to do that. And again, if they would have taken any of the supernatural aspects of the movie and just notched up one more, that may have been enough to lose that fraction of the population that create that thought it was real that created the word of mouth that made this movie successful. So did, did that would it could it have been better as a movie through the changes that we're suggesting here? Absolutely. Yeah. But would it have been as successful as a movie? Probably not. Yeah, I'm starting to think just having the conversation. I think I think maybe I'm thinking of this movie wrong. Yeah. And that this movie was aiming for right there, right then. They wanted people to believe that this was real, and that created the the fear of it, or maybe the suspense of it, and that's what got people to go into the theater and got them to want to see this movie. It got talked about. Like I feel like it was just uh, a mania of this film based on what it was doing, but now looking nearly twenty years later, or over twenty over years 20. later. You know, now it's like, well, like if they actually wanted to make this more like a Hollywood horror like movie, there's a lot of misses yeah. that could have been utilized. But I think you're right. I don't think they were going for a Hollywood ish horror movie at all. I think they were probably going for something very raw, very different from anything that had been done before. And if if that was the case, then then mission accomplished, I guess. If you, Just not what I wanted. But. Yeah, yeah. If if you think about how many how many movies in the last twenty years have done so much less with so much more. Mm-hmm. So again, even if you didn't enjoy the film, you have to go. They did a they did a lot with the money that they had yeah. through creativity. Yeah. So are you ready to rate this guy? Yeah. Or? All right. Do you want to go first? Or you want me to go first? I'll go ahead and go first. All right. um, not taking away from the fact that the the movie was honestly genius in presentation. It created a subgenre. Uh, it was a brilliant, low-budget movie. Just uh, from an artistic standpoint, I absolutely really loved the movie. Just thinking about if I were, you know trying to go out and shoot a movie in the woods. Mm. Brilliant. You tricked people into thinking it was real brilliant like it was so well done for trying to be what it was that being said i don't know i didn't really love the movie as like as being entertained other than really enjoying the art and a little bit of the lore of it uh and art i have to use really loosely just because i want to say like oh all this stuff of it being shitty is intentional Mm -hmm. but maybe it wasn't i don't know i have to go one and a half but it's the most respectful one and a half out of five that I can give a movie. Uh, because I would sit there and talk for days about how it it really was brilliant. But I just did really like it. And I think it's okay to have, you know, to separate the two. Yeah, I'm there with you. I, I, I keep thinking, 
like how I personally feel about this movie, and I don't like it. <laughs> I just don't like this movie. I don't ever want to see it again. I do not have any interest in seeing these sequels, even yeah. though you have. Like I, th- there's no, there was nothing for me in this movie. I, I just found it irritating, and sure, like I get the significance of the film, but that doesn't mean I have to like it and give it an even a good rating because this is my fucking show. Yeah. So it's getting one machete. Fuck this movie. I honestly think this is probably the worst horror movie we've seen. Yeah, to be okay. completely honest yeah. with you. It's it's also <laughs> just the, not for me. It's the least conventional and yeah. it's it's uh I'm I'm not surprised at all that you hate it. <laughs> because again, other than me loving the way the movie was fit, like I love the idea of it. Mm-hmm. I didn't love it, you know. So I'm with you. I was playing half a machete better, <laughs> yeah. and I'm the guy that like could sit there and be like, "Oh, it was so cool for all these reasons," and still go, "That doesn't mean it was good." <laughs> yeah, the fact that it was an 82 minute movie and it felt like it was two and a half hours <laughs> is not is not fucking good for me. Okay, like it felt oh. so long. Like I literally checked my watch like five times. Like. We gotta be near the end now, right? Like, like this has to be coming up, right? It's like, oh shit, it's another night, and I was just hoping that like we weren't gonna see the daylight again. It's like, shit, there's daylight again. Like, it's gonna have to be a whole another set of them bitching at each other and fighting and arguing and three I nights. Just three done. nights before the end, I was like, this is the last night, right? And I was like, oh, there were three more nights. Like again, there's so many things that they could have compacted into like they could have doubled up some nights. Uh, and right? Some of those things, two of those things happened in one night. Might have been more interesting if they just starved to death and started eating each other at this point. Like, just fucking move on with it. They're dead. All right, let's go. Yeah. But it didn't happen. So speaking of great moments of artistic cinema. <laughs> yeah. Let's roll into the other half, the B side of this double feature. But let us know in the Discord what you thought of the original Blair Witch. And if you saw the sequel, I would like to talk to you about the sequel. Very yeah, much on the Discord. I would agree. I am very interested. Not in Book of Shadows. I never saw Book of Shadows, <laughs> but the 2016 Blair Witch. Yeah, I would be interested how others feel about Blair Witch. Because I, I feel like a lot of people, especially on our Discord, they probably did see this movie when it came out. Yeah. And so, and I'd be curious the last time they saw it. Yeah. And like, if there's any sort of difference that they've had in it as well. <laughs> Someone's so. got to feel attacked when I was like, you rented it from Blockbuster and watched it on a 13-inch tube TV. <laughs> yeah, they're like, how dare you? I do that every year still. <laughs> <laughs> they still have their tube with the built-in VCR so they can watch it. Yeah, they go all the way to Oregon where the last blockbuster is. Have you seen that documentary yes. on Netflix? Yeah. yeah. So, all right. <laughs> Lamageddon I watched. When did I watch it? I watched it yesterday from our recording. I also watched it yesterday. <laughs> I think I watched about three hours before you watched it. Yeah. And um, I don't even know where to begin with this movie. It's a B-movie. It has terrible acting. It is about <laughs> these... absolutely atrocious. <laughs> like I wrote down, I wrote down, and again, I just said when we were doing Blair Witch, like I'm not someone that like really like dwells on the acting in movies. I did note that this may be the worst acting. I and I, like I've seen, I've I've had to at least seen sixty B movies of this caliber in my life. Like I've seen so many just awful B movies. You got a much bigger sample size than I do. And like I'm like this might be the worst. <laughs> Acting, the writing, the di- there's points where the dialogue is so cringy, but like, is uh, it intentionally cringy? It, I don't know. It's gotta be right. Like, there's just random conversations that get brought up. Yeah. <laughs> They're just fucking off the wall. Like, there's a scene where mom's telling uh, the daughter that the son still wets the bed. 
Yes, that is the scene specifically. I was like, this is the either this is either the worst acting or the worst directorial approach to acting yeah. I've ever seen in my life. There's a scene there they're playing beer pong and apparently dropping your drawers is a is a thing in beer pong. Are you aware of this? Is this an Ohio thing that it, I don't it's know? It's gotta about? be an Ohio thing. Uh we both we both went to the public universities here <laughs> in the great state of Michigan. Uh so we didn't do a lot of pants dropping. I also no, like, I don't remember one, any of that. At one point there was pants dropping and then they laughed at the guy's dick. <laughs> that obviously made me feel attacked. I was like, oh no, I, I could never play this. I don't want someone to laugh at my genitals while I'm playing beer pong. There was a conversation that literally goes, I just can't believe Pluto is not a planet anymore. <laughs> and they're really, kids get really hung up on that. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. And then the girl says, but I heard Uranus is pretty bare. Yeah. <laughs> like what? Terrible. Like what? Well, okay. So, so they're talking about they're like getting high on the couch, and they're like, and the 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 son doesn't, you know, the boy doesn't know what's going on. They're like, oh, it smells like skunk. Oh, it smells like daddy's lady friends. Yeah, yeah. Like just completely random, has nothing to do with anything, but you just laugh at them type of conversations. Absolutely. <laughs> so so let's let's get into the the premise real quick because we've yeah. already we've already jumped to how ridiculous things are in this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. The the movie starts off with a, a brief animation showing that there was a llama like in a trailer in space. Yeah, like a horse trailer. Yeah, the, the, <laughs> in la- space. the llama crashes to Earth, and goes through the International Space Station. Yeah, by yeah, the way. yeah, killing some astronauts. <laughs> the llama crashes to Earth in this trailer, and now we have a llama with laser eyes mm-hmm. out just cold blooded murdering people. Yeah, and so, you know, I thought maybe the the llama was going to be kind of more like a monster movie, like maybe like fangs, like attacking type of deal. Oh, did but you watch the trailer? I did not watch the see, trailer. See, I watched the trailer before I decided this is what we were doing. So you clearly knew that the eyes were like Superman laser beams, and when they shot at people, those people exploded. Yeah, I uh, in the trailer, it only took the llama lighting the lawn on fire with laser eyes and 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 fireworks going off when people dove out of the way. I almost stopped right there. I was like, "We're in." Like, I'm sold. Like, I don't need to see anything else. If there's a llama with laser eyes and people like running away from it, I'm in. <laughs> it's it's so bad. Um, so. There's just, it's, it's just ridiculous. I don't even know how far we need to get into this plot. It's just essentially like, it's like a farmer and they get the, the llama they think is like the neighbor's llama. Yeah. So the llama apparently knows how to open doors. It goes into this farm and we don't see it on camera, but it kills the farmer and his wife. And so they end up being like grandparents to these two kids and the two kids after the funeral, which seemed to happen awfully fast. Um, are going to stay at the house overnight. I couldn't tell you how I remembered why they're doing that. They just gotta, yeah, they just got to take care of Grandma and Grandpa's house I there. guess so. Um, there was a mom who was a total bitch. I thought she was going to die. We just never see her again, which that's okay. <laughs> yeah, I was glad she never came back. Yeah, Dad's too busy having sex with, like kids that are the age of their of his kids young young adults let's let's be clear he was yes. not having sex with children fair <laughs> young fair adults <laughs> maybe barely above yeah i just want i just i just, I just don't want it to kids was not the right term i'll give you that uh, and so the, the daughter, proper nomenclature there yeah, fair young enough. adult so the daughter decides to throw a party and, I mean, not a party. She calls, like, fucking 80 people. And, and the we, scene we goes on the, forever. The scene goes on forever. 
forever where she's calling these random people and inviting them to this party. And so the son is like just a dweeb, like a real dork. The the well, the wieneristy guy. Yeah. Like unbearably like I can say this cuz we were both in the marching band. Oh. He definitely was in the marching band. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like. Absolutely. And so while the party's going on is when the llama decides to wreak havoc on this massive party. Uh, I, I was impressed that the llama was able to kill like 10 of them all at the same time at the hot tub. Yeah, that was a great scene. Right? When the guy was telling everyone, oh, there's a hot tub, we're all going into the hot tub, like, I was really wondering how many people were going to fit in this hot tub, because he invited, like, 20 of them in there. Yeah. And so it looked like in in the movie there was only maybe six or so, but, you know, the the llama does not use the lasers in the hot tub. Instead, (laughs) it's like a stick with... (laughs) With, oh, with yeah. just fur at the end of it that's supposed to be the llama's paw that, that kicks over a radio, but they stop it the first time, but then the second time, we have about a four minute scene where just... they're being electrocuted and four minutes, literally of them just like shaking in the hot tub, and you can see it's like Ghostbuster style yeah. like lightning strikes in the water with then two girls who apparently don't realize that there's like lightning water and the people shaking yeah. and dying decide to jump into the hot tub and then they die themselves. Yeah, uh, the best part <laughs> of this scene is not only everyone like gyrating in the water while they're dying, mm-hmm. um, it's that like there's a, there's a cut where like where one of the girls just stops and just smiles. <laughs> like, like, like she's like, oh, she thought they were done and then also she just starts doing it again. <laughs> Like, she's just, like, grinning, like, oh, I'm dead. <laughs> we're still going. <laughs> oh, we're still filming? Just yeah. like, did you notice when there's, like, like the camera work in this movie is so fucking bad and creepy. Like, and creepy in a, like, disgusting way. Not creepy in, like, a horror movie scary way. Because yeah. they'll do these close-ups on, like, the eyes or, like, the mouth. You're, like, literally seeing the pores of these not-real actors. And it's just kind of gross and disgusting that you're, like, seeing such close-ups happening throughout the movie. And it's a lot of the movie that yeah. there's just these weird camera looks that are going on. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a rough aspect of the movie, especially because <laughs> Dweeby Guy has terrible acne. Yeah. Like, that's maybe the most horrific part of the movie, is that young man's skin condition. <laughs> uh, it's it's so bad. And so... so well, so, something I want to note before, you know, we've... Okay. Like, even that hot tub scene is like a couple kills into the movie. Oh, yeah. Um, I want to note that when it's not, like, oh, fake hooves on sticks, it's a real llama. It is a real llama. And that's that's what I loved when I watched the trailer. It's not some stupid, like, paper mache llama. Like, it's an actual living, moving llama that they edited red eyes and laser beams into. Uh, and I was like, yeah, I'm super into the fact that it's this chill-ass llama who's just hanging out. And then all of a sudden it's like, bam, incinerating people with his eyes. Because last year we did... Um 
thanks killing. Yeah. And that was clearly not a real turkey. Yeah. But yes, we are definitely exposed to a real llama throughout the movie. But you're right, at the party, he doesn't kill the first person. Because that person was out taking a piss, and instead he pisses all over his face because he falls over. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. he sees the llama with the red eyes. Yeah. And then no one's believing him. But then there's a conversation with a couple. There was a couple that was playing beer pong. Yeah. And we find out she was like a skank. So All the girls in the movie are skanks. All I'm just, the girls I'm just throwing that skanks. out there. I don't think a single one of them. <laughs> There's one girl that was called, they called her the cherry picker because she was going after virgins, a.k.a. dweeby guy. And then, so they have a, they have a quality time in the back room and that results into dweeby guy, dweeby guy becoming cool guy. (laughs) Yes, because she gives him anal sex in the scene. Yeah. Oh boy. And then another random with no context, uh, one of the horrors is like, I only blew him twice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, just a great dialogue in yeah. this film. But she is the same one that she like falls over on the grass and the hooves just oh, like incredible. bombard her like crazy. And then we have to bring up the blood. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> wait, wait, okay, so let's let's run it back. So yeah. like tough guy like one of the guys from playing beer pong is outside. He gets his fingers bitten off. Oh yeah, that's and then, right. And he gets murdered. Uh, and like, uh, the, was it a was it the llama's paw that went just right through his yes, chest and punched his heart? <laughs> Again, this is this. We go from real llama to hooves that are clearly just on a stick that punches through his chest and his heart goes flying. And one of the slutty girls catches it and she's like, oh, like freaking out because she just caught like a beating heart that she's clearly squeezing with her own hand. And then that's when the llama rolls up on her Fucking and like Rocky take, Balboa's yeah, her ass. Like it's it's like the the best. <laughs> Fake punch sounds like pop, 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 whack, whack, whack. And it's just these hooves, like, like, like the sound effects are in no way timed with the hooves no. cheesily moving at her uh, as she like screams on the ground. But it's like not even like she's dying. She's like, oh, oh no, uh, whack, 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 whack. You know, like it's incredibly humorous. Then we got we mentioned the th- the the three guys on the couch that are getting high the entire time, which. They're definitely just getting high in to be in this movie. Yeah. But then the one guy gets outside and he sees the llama, isn't scared of the llama. And, and I have the quote here. He says, I've never seen a wildebeest before. Want a hit? Yeah. <laughs> and so he proceeds to give the llama a hit of his weed. Yeah. Which... <laughs> Which after that, he, that's, oh, that's the guy that gets his finger bit off. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's... I will say there is some good creativity in how all these people die. When the murderer is a llama, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so, so at some point, Dweeby guy, his sister there in charge of the house. Several of these people end up coming outside to watch one of these gruesome llama murders happen, <laughs> and that results in the the llamas laser beaming people, and they're just. <laughs> Exploding, exploding where it's like they're literally throwing bucket after bucket after bucket of blood like it's like waves of blood coming yes. out and there's a guy who's just vomiting but it's clearly <laughs> they put like a hose behind yeah. his head so funny like it is really really funny because the one vomit it's going out for like 15 seconds straight yeah it's like a faucet and it's it, like- it, yeah it's clearly there's a hose and it like it was it was a really funny vomit scene. Like, I'm going to have to give it up to Lamageddon for, like, anytime the llama's blowing people up with the eyes and someone's vomiting, like, it's really funny. Oh, yeah. 
And this movie might have the same budget as Blair Witch because I, you know, one of the first deaths that we skipped is when the llama uses the laser for the first time. It blows up not only the person in the car, but the car itself oh, explodes. Yeah, yeah. So you know, it's pretty petty blowing up cars in the middle of Ohio. It ain't That's cheap. Right. It's not cheap at all. <laughs> uh, it's just yeah. It's it's the, the level of blood that is. Clearly not blood, but is being utilized in this film. Because they're, like, drenched in other people's blood. Yeah. Like, it's not, like, little little spots here and there. It is, like, it's like they fell in a pool of this blood. Just insane. So, then the dad that was having sex with a young adult, quote-unquote. Yeah. He, he gets called by the kids. Like, you need to come and help us from the killer llama. So he shows up with a shotgun, which apparently just has unlimited ammo. Did you catch that? Yeah, um, yeah, it's like Doom. Yeah, it's like Doom. And so the guy that was throwing up earlier, he had, like, llama acid shot at him. Yeah, like so, a Dilophosaurus. <laughs> yes. So then he starts turning into a llama. It's like a were-llama, and it's so it's good. Like a were-llama. Because we just watch American Werewolf in London, where you see the the... Excellence of how to transform a person into an animal, and then you see what they did in Lamageddon, and I was like, oh, I just love it so much that it's just this guy like, it's like hair, it's like you know, he's like more hair coming through, and like I didn't expect a wear llama situation to happen, and the best part was this guy never fully turns into a wear llama, no. he turns into like. Goat boy from SNL. Like, yeah, like, exactly. like He's like mostly still a man, but he's like a hunchback with llama ears and he's like running around. But then what I didn't see coming is then they went full alien on us and the the llama boy becomes a breeding llama mother and it's fucking dishing out eggs out of it. Yes. <laughs> so the, the llama boy guy just has like 10 or 12 eggs that look like, like what is it, xenomorph? Yeah. Yeah, like xenomorph eggs. Um, or face huggers, or whatever they call yeah, those yeah, things. Yeah. And so that's when the dad shows up and sees Llama Boy being like, I think he's like, Kill Kill me. Me. yeah, yeah. <laughs> he knows. He knows he doesn't want to be Llama Boy any longer. Yeah. So he pops him in the head, and that's where he proceeds to blow up every single egg that's there as well. With these cute little baby llama puppets. I was like, yeah. oh, you know, they're coming out of the eggs, and he's like, not today. And he's just <laughs> blasting them. The the, the dad. Oh, I wish I could remember. The dad had great dialogue too. Like, oh, damn, you know, not in my America. Like it was like he <laughs> it was like, like you know, damn kids and their llamas. Like it was really funny to me how like the dad was just pissed. He wasn't like alarmed at the situation. He was no. just like his stupid kids got him into this problem. <laughs> yeah, I was like, this is another Saturday that I get lugged out into the farm again Yeah, take yeah. out llamas. I, I wish I could remember some of the specific dialogue, but the dad had great dialogue. We think he dies though, because he's got a legit like Rocky movie boxing fight with the llama. <laughs> yeah, square enough. <laughs> yeah, and you, you think he's going to win, but he doesn't. Uh, he, he goes down for the count, and then right when it looks like the llama's going to laser the two kids, luckily the dad is alive and starts the, the combine, and combines move excruciatingly slow. 
but somehow the llama didn't see it moving. And more importantly, yes, combines do move forward in real life. Yeah. In this movie, the combine just stayed in the barn and never moved. <laughs> but somehow the llama got pulled into the combine. We're not really sure how the llama lost its balance and fell in to a non-moving combine, but it happened. Yes, it did happen. And um, they kind of walk away, and that's the end of the movie. Yeah. Oh, oh, there was a second animated scene with the llama boy like oh, turning, turning into more. a were llama. Yeah, yeah, there's a second <laughs> yeah. scene where like that's animated like they're just like, "Yeah, screw it. We'll just animate another part of the movie." The other super expensive scene that I found hilarious was in the beginning where they legit had a helicopter land in yes! the field. I was like, "How much money did they spend on this helicopter?" Yeah, because the entire scene and use of the helicopter is a guy that just walks up in front of the camera looking in the distance, takes off his aviator glasses and goes, something like, this was a real mess. Scene over. He literally gets back in the helicopter and it goes away and that's it. I also love the scientists when they were looking at the... The crash site. The, the crash site. Because yeah. they're like, they've got on like the lab coats, but then they've got on like these polos underneath that are like completely unbuttoned. So they're showing like chest hair. Like, oh yeah, these look like some real legit doctors we got here. Yep. Just fantastic costume work. Great acting. This movie was super enjoyable to watch. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, not I to, liked every bit of it. Not to mention the the use of the the, the term front butt in dialogue. <laughs> front butt. That front was butt. Uh, that was utilized <laughs> in the dialogue. So, that, so that, the, the terms Hollywood doesn't won't let you use. Lamageddon's not worried about front butt. No. You got anything else before we rate this thing? Uh, just, just general housekeeping. Um, you know, maybe if you have wind noise, you could dub that over afterwards. (laughs) You'd think so. You know, just when there's just wind noise in a scene, maybe just don't, don't use that audio. Uh, white balance to make sure Mm -hmm. that the color temperature is, uh, the same. Even when you're at the same scene using two different cameras, maybe you want that footage to look similar. Not in Lamageddon. Um, maybe when you are showing a scene of someone texting someone else, they're actually looking at the phone instead yeah. of just staring into the distance and having a ESP conversation via texting. Like, what was going on yeah. when she was texting? It was like she was just looking off in the distance like nothing was happening. Texting that girl about explicit stuff that, that's going to go down with the boys at the party. That's uh, true. That's the girl got blown up in the car. That Again, that, that scene was phenomenal. <laughs> uh, but the, the thing I even noticed is they didn't even try to make the actual phone represent in any way the conversation that was happening on because it's like there's giant paragraphs written on the girl's phone and it's like messages back and forth like oh what's up girl oh nothing on the way to the party like you didn't even you could have sent off a few fake texts of the dialogue to make that look right exactly right and what what was the drink that they made it looked like it was like a rum and then they put bush in there the bush that again i'm not going to sit here and and say that Bush beer has a lot of color to it, but it was definitely water in that can (laughs) that they dumped in with various other liquors. Because Dweeby guy's like, oh, I got to get a girl, uh, get a... Get a drink for the girl, and they mix the grossest drink ever. (laughs) So gross. Oh, we forgot to... Okay, first off, we completely forgot that there was... There was an African-American gentleman in the movie 
whose shirt changed every time he was off camera. Every time, every time he returned to the scene, he had a different shirt on. That had to have been done intentionally, right? Yes. It was like 15 different outfits. It was a gag. I looked it up. It was okay. it was like 30 times he changed his shirt in the movie. <laughs> um, he, oh, also at a one point, they, they discovered the llamas like crashed spaceship that is a trailer and he gets like a, a, a foil foil wrap baseball <laughs> oh, yeah. bat and he's like there's a space bat and he's like he's gonna take on the llama with the space bat yeah obviously it doesn't he, work out he for takes him. the space bat like what the fuck was that even supposed to be and he dies with it within like a minute yeah he was a good character i really liked that he guy. was a good character he was trying to get everybody drunk he got everybody in the hot tub so it's his fault they all died yeah. you know he tried he tried his best yeah didn't didn't work out for him it was interesting. I will. It was interesting. I can't believe I'm saying this about Lamageddon. I was curious who was going to end up living at the end of the movie. Yeah. Right? Because I thought that black guy was going to actually make it. Because at one point, I felt like he was almost like the main character yeah. of the movie. He was being used so much at the party. Well, he was maybe outside of the dad who you could maybe find reasons for the dad not to be likable he was enduring to us <laughs> yeah. uh that the the black gentleman was the maybe the only likable character in the entire movie you're like this Agreed. this dude was looking out for everyone at the party trying to make sure everyone had a good time yeah. and he pulled up some heroics and was ready to throw down with the space llama yeah it just you can't can't fight lasers no or apparently those hooves yeah. i'm not trying to catch any hooves that's true all right ready to rate this guy yeah <laughs> I'll go first this okay. time. For a B movie and taking that into consideration, I still found this movie highly entertaining. It was it only was, 70 minutes. It was only 70 minutes. It was fun. It was stupid. It had, you know, it made fun of itself. It made fun of the horror elements that it put in there. I'm giving the sucker four machetes. <laughs> oh my goodness, four. Four. I loved it. Oh. I would watch this movie again. <laughs> oh, I, I, you know, I would watch it again, which again puts it ahead of the Blair Witch for tonight. <laughs> right. Um, again, for a B movie, I've seen B movies that I've liked quite a bit more, uh, but I did have fun with this one. I have to give it three machetes. It could have three and a half if they even gave a damn about any production <laughs> quality. Like, 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 get your cameras right when you're doing shots and fix the audio. You know, like, it was, from a film production standpoint, try a little. Try. Someone gave you money to make this and you didn't even try. Uh, Pretty but, sure they used all that money on all the beer. Uh, that that party was probably legit and yeah. they just used all the money on that. I think I think getting a trained llama probably isn't cheap. So the, probably yeah, a lot of the money went to the llama and the helicopter. That was the majority <laughs> of the budget. Right. And the car they blew up. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, another year finishing up another great Nightmare on Last Action podcast. Unfortunately for those listening, you know, we didn't quite get able, you know, to do as many episodes as we were hoping this year. Um, But I did share with Deadite that I was able to watch some other horror movies on my own. Um, So if anyone's willing to talk about them, I've watched The Conjuring, which I enjoyed quite a bit. Uh, the Lighthouse I saw on Amazon Prime, which I liked a lot as well. Um, and it was also on Prime. I Know What You Did Last Summer was a slasher film I had never seen before. Not a fan of that one. And Give me any other slasher movie and uh, it'd be way better than that one. So I- I've come to the point now where I'm exploring these horror movies on my own too. So I feel like I'm really starting to enjoy the genre. 
Your little bird out of the nest. Exactly. Taking flight. Exactly. But it's still always a treat to come over here and watch these with you and talk about them. So we always have a good time. Yeah. We'll have to do it again next year. Sounds good. (laughs) All right. So this episode of the Nightmare on Last Action podcast is terminated, but we'll be back next year. Stay spooky. (laughs) That's the worst. (laughs)